0: Back to school season is quickly approaching and you're probably wondering which procedures should I be teaching during that first week of school? Now, the last couple of weeks, we've been talking all about classroom procedures. Previously, I talked about which kindergarten classroom procedures you should teach during that first week of school. So if you are wondering which classroom procedures you should be teaching during those first weeks of school go ahead and stick around because you're not going to want to miss this hey teacher bestie my name is helena and i'm the creator of the present teacher podcast i'm a first year teacher coach and in this podcast you are going to learn everything from simple actionable classroom management social emotional learning and teacher wellness strategies you know that impact you want to make in the classroom well we're going to make it happen here Before we get started, I do want to say that in general, I highly recommend you teach anywhere from three to five procedures during the first week of school, especially when it comes to the primary grade levels. The reason for this is you don't want to teach your students so much in the beginning that they forget everything. You really want to work slow and steady, which wins the race because you're building that strong foundation. And the whole goal of having classroom procedures, at least in my perspective or my opinion, is to have a smoothly run classroom by the end of the year. You want to have those procedures down so well that your students can run the classroom without you. And that's the whole goal of what I teach here on The Present Teacher. So with that being said, here are the first five classroom procedures I recommend you teach in second grade. The first classroom procedure I like to teach during that first day of school are class calls. Class calls are the way that you get your students' attention and have them stop whatever they're doing because you're either about to redirect, shift, or transition into something else. Now, there's a variety of different ways to do class calls. There's Class, class, yes, yes, hocus pocus, everybody focus, to infinity and beyond, but I want to invite you to be a little creative. Now, during the first week of school especially, or at the very least the first day, I recommend sticking with one class call. So pick one. And then make sure your students are consistent with it and make sure you're teaching what it should look like and sound like when you do that classroom procedure. When you do a class call, like class, class, and they say yes, yes, what are they expected to do? Are they expected to continue walking around with their friends and talking or working on their activity? Or do you want them to stop, look, and listen? Come up with it what it should look like and sound like when you teach When you are teaching those procedures and make sure to model what that looks like and sounds like and have a discussion about it. In general, I like to have fun with my class calls. That's just my teaching style. I like to be the fun, engaging teacher. So I actually like taking some of the brain breaks that we do and turning it into a class call. So for example, my students love the mousse tube on Go Noodle. So I like to do um peanut butter and they'll say in a cup. And then I'll say eh bop and they'll repeat it back to me and some of the kids bop ones on there. Either way. Just either as you go into the year, try to be creative and have fun with your class calls because it'll make you unique and make your students feel like they're in on a little secret, and it just helps build that connection, that relation. The second procedure I highly recommend you teach are classroom transitions. Specifically, I like to do a transition song from the whole group carpet to an independent work area. So I have an area in my classroom and it's a carpet in front of the smart board where I do whole group learning and teaching. So this is typically where my students are sitting at the carpet and we're doing our whole group lesson. Then I release them to do a 15 minute activities in their independent work area. Now, the reason I do this is because association with different areas and I have different expectations and procedures for what it should look like and sound like in those different areas. Besides that, I highly recommend you come up with a song or teach a transition song to go from the carpet to their desks. Now, the reason for this is, yes, you could dismiss every single student or call by group color or, you know, something like that, but I found it much more effective if I just had one song that my students know that as soon as they hear that they're expected to clean up and go to the next spot now i like to change these about once a month or at least once a quarter But introducing that transition song is going to make a smoothly ran classroom. And also what I love about it is I just left my tabs open for my sub and they were able to just push play and my students automatically did what was expected of them. So she didn't or they didn't have to say anything. That's why I really love using transition songs in the classroom. And that's why this is the second procedure I teach my kids. So, so far, the procedures I teach my students are a class call and I typically do that when they first come in during that first week of school and then I do a transition song to get them from their independent work area to the carpet so I can then do the read aloud. Besides the point then after I do the read aloud I also like to then introduce the procedure of the restroom. Now we have a classroom restroom and that may not be the case in your situation but my general rule is my students are allowed to use the restroom whenever they please as long as a I'm not teaching the whole group or B, I'm not working one-on-one with them, or C, obviously, if someone else is in the restroom. But overall, I give my students the freedom to use the restroom whenever they want without asking, because I think it's an important skill to do. And then also, I don't want to deal with any accidents. So in order for that to happen and run smoothly, we talk about the classroom procedure on what it looks like and sounds like to use the restroom. We talk about how we're not using running feet, going across the classroom, and we're not interrupting our friends, and we talk about why that's important. We also talk about singing or humming the ABC songs when we wash our hands, because that's how long to get all the germs off and stuff like that, where to throw the paper towels. Either way, discussing what it looks like and sounds like, in while using the restroom... Or going to use a restroom is super important because then it sets the expectation and it gives my students the autonomy to use it when they need it. Just like the restroom situation, I also don't let my students leave their water bottles at their desks. This significantly changed once COVID started and we were using one-to-one devices at our desks, but also I had a lot of students just spill their water bottles and we also use tables in my classroom and we move around a lot. So I want to make sure that those water bottles are in a place where all students can access and it's not going to get any resources or activities that we are using using wet. So I have a milk crate that I use when we use for our water bottles and I typically put it by the front of the classroom or towards the side of the classroom where it's not going to disrupt others. But I teach the procedure after the restroom on where we put our water bottles, when we put our water bottles there, and then when is it okay to use our water bottles and not okay. Same with the bathroom, I let my students use water whenever, as long as A, nobody else is over there, B, I'm not teaching home group, or C, I'm not working with them one-on-one. Otherwise, they are allowed to get up and walk across the classroom and use their water as they wish. I also like having giving my students that opportunity to walk away from their desk because students on average can pay attention from two to three minutes per year old they are. So for example, if your student is eight years old, they can pay attention for up to maximum 24 minutes. So giving your students the opportunity to walk across the classroom, but in a way that you approve of is really important. So that's why this makes the next procedure all about using and getting water in a polite and effective way without disrupting the rest of the class. Just like I talked about in a previous procedure about going to the carpet, to the independent work area, I also use a transition song in order to line up. Now, I use a different song, obviously, from the transition song from carpet to whole group or whole group to independent than I do lining up, but essentially, it's the same. I teach my students what it looks like and sounds like, and then we practice it but essentially, when they hear that song, I expect my students to clean up what they're doing and quietly get in their lineup spot. Now, I also have my students practice what it doesn't look like, and we continue practicing this until we get it perfect. But this is especially useful when I do the scavenger hunt during that first day of school because then after weekend line, we talk about what it looks like and sounds like to walk in the hallways. And part of the scavenger hunt, part of the hints are hidden around the school. So this is a great opportunity to segue into that procedure. Same rules apply when it comes to the the transition song. I like to switch out my transition songs either every month, every couple months, or at the very least every quarter. But starting off with that consistency is really important. And the same thing, I want my students to run the classroom by the end of the year by themselves without my help doing it. So when I have a sub, they can just click play on the song and my students know exactly where to go and how fast and how far into the song I expect them to get there. So those are the five classroom procedures I like to teach in my second grade classroom during that first week of school. You can teach more, but I try to make sure that I have a strong foundation to build on in the future, and I like to add my procedure slowly. If you found this helpful, I would really appreciate it if you could subscribe. That lets the algorithm know that we this is helpful and it'll share it to other new elementary teachers just like you and if you are a new elementary teacher I highly recommend you check out answer guide where I answer your top 10 questions about being a new elementary teacher thank you so much for joining and I will see you in the next one teacher Rusty bye Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I hope that you were able to take away some value that will help you thrive inside and out of the classroom. It would mean the world to me if you could take five seconds right now and leave a review on this podcast. And if you found this podcast especially helpful, make sure to take a screenshot of this episode right now and tag me on your socials to let me know you're listening. As always, remember that we are stronger together with all the love in the world, Helena, aka the President. See you next time, teacher bestie.